Good morning. I am Apostle William B. Corrector, presiding prelate of Discovered Being Ministry Incorporated. I'd like to welcome you to today's podcast where we will endeavor to speak on this subject, the response to God's word. Let us go to the throne of grace this morning. Heavenly Father, we come in the name of Jesus. The name that is above all names, and at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess. Those that are in heaven, those that are on earth, and those beneath the earth shall bow to the name of Jesus. And Father, as we come today, Lord, we ask you to bless your people, Father, through your word. And Father, we ask you, Lord God, that you would dispatch the angels all about us, Lord God, lest we dash our feet against a stone. We come today, Lord God, binding Satan, his demonic forces, and everyone that will hinder the word of God. And Father, we ask that you will let those that have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to his body. And Father, we realize that we are many members, but Father, we must supply what gift you have given us for the edification of the body of Christ. And Father, now again, I said thank you, and I praise you for giving me the opportunity, Lord God, to minister to your people. I ask you, Lord God, to remember your covenant with us. We ask it all now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. The response to God's word. You know, in many ways, the Bible is absolutely amazing, an amazing book. There are numbers of different angles to one that one can take in looking at the amazing character of Scripture. The two most prominent ways that people look at the Word of God is to either accept it or reject it. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and quick to discern the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 29, states, is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. John reference, John chapter 12, verse 48. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. That very word which I spoke will condemn him in the last day. Jesus summed it up, it all up when he said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. The Bible is a marvelous, unequaled book. In fact, it's my judgment that somebody should put a warning label on the Bible and maybe it ought to read like this, Warning. This book is habit-forming, 
Regular uses can causes loss of anxiety, decreases appetite for lying, cheating, lusting, hating, and stealing. Symptoms of conditions are increased feelings of joy, peace, love, and compassion. The Lord teaches us that the Word of God is our foundation. It is what we build our lives on, and it is what our children should build their lives on. God's Word is truth, and Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Referenced in John chapter 8, verse 32. Many people today, in today's world, are looking for peace and freedom. The way to peace and freedom is to teach them the truth that will set them free. Hallelujah. Teach them that when you build your life on God's word, then you live a life of genuine freedom. A life built on God's truth is fulfilled with happiness, joy, passion, and purpose. You will spare your life and others an awful lot of headaches and headaches and heartbreaks if you teach them to rely on God's word as the solely sole excuse me authority for their lives. Matthew Henry's concise commentary states this the Holy Scriptures are the word of God. When God sets it, sets it home by his spirit, it convinces powerfully, converts powerfully, and comforts powerfully. It makes a soul that has been long proud be to be humble and a perverse spirit to be meek and obedient. Sinful habits that are become as it were natural to the soul and rooted deeply in it are separated and cut off by the sword. I will, it will discover to men their thoughts and purpose and vileness of many and bad principles they are moved by the sinful ends they act to do. The word will show the sinner all that is in his heart. Remember the scripture says, your sins will find you out. Let us hold fast to the doctrine of Christian faith in our heads and in living principles in our hearts. The open profession of it in our lips and be subject to it in our lives. Christ ex executed one part of his priesthood on earth in dying for us. The other he executes in heaven, pleading the cause and presenting the offering of his people. In the sight of infinite wisdom, it is... It, was needful that the Savior of men should be one who has the fellow feeling which no being but a fellow creature could possibly have. 
And therefore, it was necessary that he should actually experience all the effects of sin that could be separated from its actual guilt. God sent his only son in the likeness of sinful flesh, referenced in Romans chapter 8, verse 3. But the more holy and pure he was, the more he must have been unwilling in his nature to sin and must have had deeper impressions of his evil. Consequently, the more must he be concerned to deliver his people from its guilt and power. We should encourage ourselves by the excellence of our high priest to come boldly to the throne of grace. Mercy and grace are the things we want. Mercy to pardon all our sins and grace to purify our souls. Besides our daily dependence upon God for present supplies, there are seasons for which we should provide in our prayers. Times of temptation, either by adversity or prosperity, and especially our dying time. We are to come with reference and godly fear, yet not as a, it dragged to the seat of justice, but as kindly invited to the mercy seat where grace reigns. We have boldness to enter the holies of holies only by the blood of Jesus. He is our advocate and he has purchased all of our soul's wants or can be desired. Unless one builds his character on the rock, solid rock foundation of God's word, we or he will surely be swept away by the floods now inundating the world. As 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 says, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid in Christ, by Christ Jesus. Sisters and brothers, this podcast is to put us to thinking. A lot of us, we skim through the word of God, but we have no understanding. We need to start praying for God to give the revelation to us. If we do not have the Holy Spirit, it's just like being written on stone. But see, God wants us to realize that he wants to write his word on the fleshly tablets of our hearts. Our response to the word of God should be a changed life, a changed attitude, a better walk with our neighbors, being concerned about other souls as it relates to spreading the gospel of Christ. So many of us today, we are walking around dead and just don't know it. We have the word. We carry the Bible with us, have it tucked up on our arms. A lot of us go out in the missionary fields. Uh, but we don't have an understanding of really why we are out there. We 
go. Some of it do it because my father did it. Uh, uh, my pastor told me to do this. Uh, somebody else said it's a good thing to do. But you must be convicted. You must be convinced that the word of God is, has the absolute authority to change one's life, to change their direction, to give them meaningful purposes as they as it relates to God and the fellow man. You cannot, sisters and brothers, you cannot love God and hate your brother. You can't cast your thoughts on things that you don't understand if you don't have the Holy Spirit to let you know this is wrong, this is right, and teach you to discern who is walking with Christ and who is not. May God bless you. May God smile upon you. And may God give you peace.